0: Welcome to the opportunity for a personal spiritual growth experience with the Sue Curran podcast, a podcast all about leading you into understanding the ways and heart of God. Pastor Sue shares from her decades of experience as a founding pastor, author, teacher, and world missionary. The goal is that you receive practical spiritual insights that you can apply to your life at home, church, and place of business. And now, your host, Dr. Sue Curran.
1: Welcome back to the Sue Curran Podcast. Today you are going to hear the second part of my conversation with our special guests. Now you don't want to miss the first part of our conversation so if you haven't listened to it please pause the episode and go back now. And now part two of my conversation with our special guest. I think that sometimes we just really are afraid to trust God to keep on talking to us. You probably don't even have a plan. Maybe you have a general plan of what you might be doing after this COVID thing is lifted. Do you have some idea where you might be going to be involved in ministry next, or are you just waiting on God to speak that to you?
2: Well, you know, since uh, we did come back here, uh, people, found out we were around, and we've really not lacked for anything to do except in those first uh, first few weeks uh, and my wife and I said it it's been the best sabbatical that we've ever had, yeah yeah really enjoyed it, but the many of the regions that we had uh, you know we've been working in they're all shut down still uh, and uh, found out recently that uh, going into Germany and Ukraine, you know, this this next month of October, uh, we can't go in yet. And so we just uh, redirect and wait and look forward to when we can go again.
1: They're not letting you in Germany right now.
2: No, you, and you'd have to quarantine both uh, going in and going out. Yes, right. Well, and, you
1: know, it's just really put a temporary halt on a lot of the mission efforts. And, you know, when something like that happens, if we pray for deliverance and deliverance hasn't come yet, then we have no other choice but to trust God in the midst of what we're in. And
0: yeah.
1: I think it's so important, isn't it, not to lose our peace at a time like Mm -hmm.
0: this
1: yeah i know uh we worked a little with heidi baker let's see in the month of july they had their training for their uh, missions missionaries in greenville tennessee here about 40 minutes from us driving we were able to help them with that they needed us to borrow them some beds for them to sleep on and and we went down and were, were with them in some meetings, and they came up here and led a worship service for us. But they weren't being daunted, you know, by no. all of those difficulties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They they still continued with it, but it, it certainly wasn't easy. But then Roland and Heidi, you know, they they came into this thing out of floods and civil war. That's around two thousand or a little uh, beyond that. Well, well, God, that's when God began to start doing really big miracles. And that's when, uh, Mozambique got into revival and they went won so many. I, I think that they, they've built something like 10,000 churches well, in Africa. I don't know, you know, just, I guess it's other countries as well. But you know, when you think about how hard it is to get one church built, that's rather amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yes, it is. Heidi said at that time, when they went to Mozambique, in the beginning, they only had the two wobbly churches to their credit. And I think they were in China or some place like that, you know.
2: Two wobbly churches. Yeah.
1: But when they really ended up where God wanted them and where he was moving, then it, it was amazing. He multiplied food and supernaturally and uh, did all kinds of unusual things like that that she tells about. But I was impressed that they were continuing on to do their all of their missions training and uh, one of their girls uh, stayed back to be with us for a while. It's, it's a joy to have her with us you know <laughs> and so uh, we we just live in a in a very difficult time in a very hard time. And I don't, I just don't think things are going to be very easy for a little while. You know, I hope Fauci's wrong because his predictions that he makes put us longer getting there than some of the others. <laughs> and then there's always miracles, Jeff. You know, the Lord could always deliver us from this thing, couldn't He?
2: Certainly He has the power to do it at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some struggle, like you were saying, with a, what is the will of God for me?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: His will is is so wonderfully simple, you know. Yeah. There's, there's some things that you know we have a tendency to complicate all of this, and it's uh, it's not it's not rocket science. No. And uh, Jesus, you know, he declared, "I did not come to do my own will." but the, the will of the one who sent me. Mm-hmm. And when we realize that every one of us, there's purpose inside of us, there's destiny, calling, election inside of us. There are things that we've been predestined to walk in before mm-hmm. the foundation of the world.
1: Yes.
0: and
2: And so there's this heaven... Got to say, like a a father load of heaven inside of us, yeah, that needs just to begin to be moved out of us. Right. Mm -hmm. We start with we start with our neighbors. We start with associates. We start with you know just being light and salt wherever we are and. The typical way, and I was that way. Even at Shekinah, I just, I was looking for a position. And, but you can find a position, but not have purpose.
1: Right. <laughs> yes, that's right.
2: <laughs> You're not fulfilling your purpose. And so it's just so liberating when we understand, first of all, that God's will for our life is much larger than we can imagine. Yes. And, uh, on Friday evening, a man that had gotten saved in our revival meetings down in Houston, he came from a bar, from, you know, just a a life of challenge, and he gave his life to Jesus. He was transformed so strongly. We just, his homegoing service was Friday night. There were 300 people there. Wow. We had a picture of him. That was it. We did nothing but worship and give praise to God. And I saw him last in July, and he carried glory. He -hmm. was a a contractor. He worked hard. But his life, he just would lead people to the Lord everywhere. He would work sometimes 10-hour days, but go into H E B supermarkets uh, and spent hours ministering to people late night in the nice. in the grocery store.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, he just he became an example. He never had a title. He never had a position. But I tell you, I I saw the level of the people that were there from layers of his life. It was absolutely amazing. And so I just want right now to just speak to anyone listening to this podcast that you can know God's heart, you can know God's will for your life. And he is not the author of confusion. Right. And uh, but he is the author and finisher of our faith. Mhm. And faith, you have to let faith grow inside of you. It has to become something. It starts small, but then there's this part, in Jesus' parable about the mustard seed. It, it, it can expand. And I would just pray right now just for, Lord, would you enlarge my faith? Would you expand my faith to embrace even greater measure of what your purpose and calling on my life is for. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank
1: you for that, Jeff. You know, we probably can't talk enough about this one area. How can I get my life centered in what is important and what really matters? You know, I thought that through the years, we've had so many people in our academy, at Shekinah in our Bible school, we've had a good number from our Bible school that are doing marvelous works right now, just like you are. Um, I mean, they're, they're leading one man's built a church for 3,000 and, uh, wow. in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa. Mm. One of our Indian folks has built a worship center. Our German man that we had is, he has leadership things. You see them all, all on the web there in Germany, and and they took what they got, what God taught them here, and uh, and really put it to work for them. They, they saw that they saw that the approach of prayer and worship and these things really worked, and they continued that and they taught it to others. I did want us to help our podcast listeners today, but. Letting them sort of go behind the scenes with you and me uh, as we just sort of talking very openly and casually about um, how we have happily found ourselves in the will of God, each of us, as we've done those things. You know that one of the things that I discovered in the scriptures is that Paul, Paul and the others, if you look at their travels and what thing that they did next. Very often you find them uh, getting ready to do something, and the Holy Spirit says, No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, or different things uh, will happen. And I, I'm just thinking maybe some of, maybe some people uh, need to step out and do some things, let God at least tell you, No, that's not it. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I had to find out. What the no's were and which things were that, that really and truly worked the best. I found through the years and, you know, I started ministry really just as soon as I was saved and we started Shekinah in 1973. So 50, now 50 years ago. But I've, I found Jeff that as I just would continually bring my life before the Lord and declare my life is yours. It's for your purpose. It's for your will. It's to glorify you. What you have for me, that He knows how to open doors that no man can close, and mm-hmm. He and He just He just kept opening doors, and many of them truly amazed me. You, you know, I I don't travel very much anymore. I haven't been overseas in a while. I went to the Bahamas, but that's kind of cheating. That doesn't count, does it? <laughs> and. Uh, um, basically, I haven't done that for a few years but but I've ministered in other places and then I'm doing things like the podcast and the and the school, the zoom school uh that we're just starting our first course now, so it can it can take different forms, and when you obviously can't any longer do something in a certain way, then you have to find another way to do that. I remember one of one of our great men had a a message called "What do you do with your Second choice?" <laughs> and uh, where he had to go on down to Troas, though that's yeah. not where he really wanted to go <laughs> and that was John Follette that message, "What do you do with your second choice?" Mm. Well, you know first of all, you've got to decide you know to obey God's will if this is what his will is. And then secondly, to be happy with it, you know. And so, so sometimes people don't always get to do, but a lot of times what they aspired to do, what they wouldn't have been successful with anyway. God's just protecting us. So he, he takes care of that area too, doesn't he? I mean, I mean, he hadn't kept you out of all the trouble, has he, Jeff? <laughs> but he's kept you yep. out of some of the trouble you could have gotten <laughs> into. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you were in Ukraine with us, it seems like you missed missed your bus, you missed your flight. I forgot exactly what it was. It was something pretty important. So he doesn't pull us out of every fire we get into (laughs) and he he leaves uh, some some things up to our learning. Well, is your family, have they been involved with you in these things? Would you just uh, throw us a word about the best way to influence our families to serve God with us?
2: Yeah, our, our oldest daughter, Faith, she is, uh, actually back with us after she had been and still is representing the European Coalition for Israel. Oh. And being an advocate for, for Israel there, initially there in Brussels, Belgium, mm-hmm. and then, uh, settling in, in the, to the Washington DC area for a season. And, uh, she is continuing to give herself to, uh, forming and reforming this next generation. Mm-hmm. Our daughter Joy and her husband Phil, their children are there in the mountains of, uh, Boone, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he works there for Samaritan's Purse and, um, and is a part of a ministry there, a church there in, in the Boone area, and our son Joel, his wife Nicole, and four uh three of our grandchildren are here in two houses down and Joel is uh, one of the pastors there at the church here in Palestine and our youngest daughter is down in the Austin area, and she's a part of Bethel austin and uh yeah,
0: Wow Jeff <laughs> what? Walking,
2: It's amazing Walking in the prophetic <laughs> hmm.
1: Well what What? you have any idea this could be helpful to some parents out there that are really wondering or really maybe fearful about rearing kids that can have their heads screwed on right about the things of God would you make a suggestion or two that, might, that would help parents uh, stay cute and right with him and help them to not fall away?
2: Yeah, you know, we were a young family when we had uh, gone into the pastorate there in Mason, Texas. And then God visited me after prayer with the men we would pray every morning. And uh, he spoke to me the words, like I called Abraham to go out not knowing where, so I call you. Went home to tell Millicent and the Lord had visited her too and said, like, I called Sarah to go out following Abraham, not knowing where. Mm-hmm. And so that basically was our shift to the revival ministry and the traveling. And so we were, we, we were effectively homeless for almost three years living where God would give us revival. Wow. And my son, no matter where We were staying, what we were doing night after night, we would pray with the children. But no matter what Joel would pray for, he would finish his prayer with these words. And Jesus, help us to love God and have fun. (laughs) And so we adopted that as our ministry family philosophy that we did not want to embitter our children against the Lord. Yes. We wanted to just kind of model to them that the funnest, best thing that they could do would be just to follow Him. Of course, as you know, each child is so uniquely different. Mm -hmm. There's specific heavenly DNA in all of them. And to be able to be sensitive to what that is, and not try to push them into a mold that God did not mold for them.
0: (laughs) Right, yes.
2: And so that was our philosophy, and certainly we did our best, and our children are loving and serving the Lord, but each one so wonderfully unique and crafted by the wonderful hand of the Lord.
1: Oh, that's tremendous! So, are there five children, Jeff, or four?
2: Well, we had our daughter Hope there. Yeah. Full term birth that she passed in the in Millicent's womb. Yeah. And so she is our anchor of hope in heaven. Yes. We will be so thrilled to be able to see her there. Right. <laughs> but y'all the the unique unique calling and gifting on each child we can say at this point yes thank you Lord in our failings as parents we thank you Lord that your grace is strong and sufficient.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, something I've always noticed about your children, Jeff, is I, th- I have traveled as I have traveled and. Uh, And your kids would, maybe I'd run into them at the same conference, just briefly and what have you. And any of them, at any time I would see them, they were always so, they would seek me out. And, Mm. oh, pastor, so good to see you. And they would be, it'd be friendly. They would be just so honoring, all of those things. And I find that parents who rear their children, to honor the faith first of all but to honor the ministry and the church and these things to have the right attitude and mentality about it because there's such a mocking attitude among some of the younger people today and I think it's just very important that we instill that in our children and I just want to say that that has been my experiences with your children Jeff that because sometimes I would forget who they were. You know, I see so many yeah. people, and they'd come running up to me and I'd think, "Lord, help me now! Who is this?" And yeah. but they, you know, they, they would never forget. They were always so friendly and so loving. Those things, being being respectful, I just I just think that that's extremely important, Jeff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I honor you and Millicent for the way you've been able to bring your children up. Of course, I know they have their own wills and all that. I say this to the comfort of any who are having difficulty getting this to work out. Still, we've got to to keep working at laying down those uh, principles and modeling things before them, because I'd like for us to be able to send out platoons of missionaries all over the world. If I were able to, I would like to still be going to many places that are, I'm on my heart because those people have a way of getting into your heart. And, you know, I'm the kind of person, if we can watch a movie on Netflix, well, give me one that's made in another country or about another country. <laughs> and God, God just, he just really puts that in your heart. Well, I could find myself weeping uh, just watching a Russian film maybe because those people were just so dear to me. That I got to know there. And uh, we're very fortunate in ministry. God gives us so many friends. And they'll be our friends forever. That's the beautiful part of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Now listen,
1: before we go today, I want to make sure that you give us information. People would like to get in touch with you and uh, find out if you have a blog or if you have a schedule that you post or anything like that. Tell us how we can get info from you.
2: Well, um, you can go on our website, our humble website, jeffcollinsministry.com. dot uh, com. You can find us there. That's a good way to connect. And, and the schedule right now is, as I can say, upside down. So yeah. it's <laughs> it's not far out there like it, it had been. But we are are still going and uh, still proclaiming this wonderful gospel. We'd be happy to connect with any who are interested. So
1: you say it's jeffcollins.com?
2: jeffcollinsministry.com.
1: dot com, com. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Jeff. You haven't written any books, have you?
0: (laughs) I have
2: not written any books.
1: Well, good. Then you don't have any disclaimers to make now that (laughs) you wish you hadn't written them. (laughs) (laughs) I've written a thing or two that I wish I'd known a little more before (laughs) I wrote it, but that happens to all of us, I suppose. (laughs) Listen, Jeff, I want to thank you so very much for taking the time to spend with me, but also that you would give yourself to all those that are listening to the podcast today. I know that this has been um, information and inspiration that's going to be helpful in their lives. And we wish you the very best to our podcast listeners. I trust that you will remember Jeff and Millicent in your prayers. Uh, they're, they are missionaries that are on the, our page at Shekinah where we uh, talk about our missionaries and we pray for them and support them and believe in them. So uh, whatever you could do to help pray them into, into and through the will of God, well, we appreciate that as well. Jeff, thank you. Hope you can be with us again sometime.
2: Thank you. as a joy and an honor, Pastor. Bless you. Bless you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.
0: You've been listening to the Sue Curran Podcast. Join us next time as Dr. Curran shares more insights through interviews and teachings geared to help you grow in your relationship with the true and living God and function in a more productive and powerful way.